0: Welcome to Distinguished Devs where I interview outstanding developers who perform at their peak to lead large open source projects and make an impact at top companies. John Leader is the creator of Beautify, the incredibly popular material component library for Vue. In this interview we talk about how John became a developer, how he started and released Beautify, and how his approach to leading a big open source project differs from others. Before we jump in, this podcast is still in its early stages, so if you have any feedback, it would be great to hear it. So I hope you enjoy John Leader. John, welcome to the show. I'm particularly excited to speak to you because I'm a big v to fan myself. I've used it quite a bit recently and I really like it. So uh, let's jump straight in. Can you tell the story of your career from the start up until now? Because it's my understanding that you didn't start out as a developer, is that right?
1: No, I didn't. I've... Uh, I've always been um into computers like i've built computers and repaired them and um you know i was really big into gaming but i actually had not started programming until i got out of the military in 2013 okay so what led to that change well um i was injured overseas in iraq so whenever i got out i really i was infantry so i, I really couldn't pursue any jobs that were along that line and and yeah. Um, I I had free schooling, um, from the military, so I figured, um, you know, it was a good time to try to progress in a degree for programming. Um, originally I wanted to do, uh, like game programming, but I kind of fell into web development, uh, because, uh, some of our friends from high school had a, uh, web agency and I started working for them.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So how long was it between you starting to learn to program and uh, starting Vutify?
1: Um About two, two and a
0: half years. And um, well, for those who don't know, can you give a, a brief summary of what Vutify is?
1: Sure. So uh, Viewtify is a material component framework for Vue. So uh, Google has these standards uh, for material design published, and we... Take those standards and we develop components to match them, to match the uh, specification, and then we also uh, create some additional components that aren't covered within material design or Google's, Google's material design um, in that same light, though. So they're they're designed with material and design uh, in mind. We offer components. We offer other features and functionality for uh, you know theming your application. And kind of just really providing all the tools you need to, um, you know, build an application visually from bottom to top. And I usually describe uh, to people like, so if you picture view is like the blueprints for a house, hmm. um, it tells you how to you know, build the house and, and things that you need to do. And beautify is kind of like the walls, the, the paint, the decor, stuff like that um, in the process.
0: That's awesome. So, how did it come about? Uh, What prompted you to start the project?
1: Um, So, I had been lucky enough to uh, fall into Vue when it was early in alpha, and I had developed a couple applications uh, with it, and as well for the company I was working for. And then after I'd worked there for a year, I'd moved on to a different one, and I tried to, you know, well, I did convert them over towards Vue and was already kind of working with it on a daily basis. And um, version two uh, was announced. So at the time, I was working with um, creating a duplication of material CSS or materialized CSS. Hmm. Some people may have heard it. It's just a regular HTML jQuery framework. I basically converted that to Vue as like my my first kind of foray into building a framework. And it was really cool. So I figured, well, hey, why don't I, um, I I started doing some side consulting at the time. And I I really wasn't happy with the offerings that were available for being able to quickly spin up applications to like prototype or even just straight up build. And um, so I figured, well, version two is coming out soon. So what a good way to learn it. Um, I'll start building, uh, this new project on, um, kind of the beta and, um, yeah, that's basically how it, um, started in regards to development. I actually Mm -hmm. never even planned to release it. It was kind of Mm going to be a thing for me. One of my buddies at work happened to be walking by one day whenever I was checking it out on my computer and he said, wow, that looks really cool. What is that? And uh, after a little bit of talking, he kind of convinced me and said, you know, hey, you should release it as an open source project, which I, I at the time, was very green in terms of open source software, uh, let alone Git or GitHub. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it came about a necessity to, uh, you know, rapidly build prototypes and kind of have a structure that, you know, I was still learning as a developer. Hmm. And I, Even to this day, I try to approach all situations in in the way that we develop Beautify and make it accessible to people is, um, I say, I come from a place of ignorance. So I always try to approach it as if I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, Because when I first started building Beautify, I had no idea what I was doing. And I think that that in part was the reason for its success because it, it came from a place of, you know, I didn't know the uh, you know, best practices or, or the best things to do. I was just coming from, I really want this to be as easy as possible so that even I can get it. And um, yeah, and then that spawned uh, uh, the creation of Beautify. That's awesome. So how long did it take
0: from you releasing it to it starting to gain traction online?
1: Well, so I started development in June of 2016. And I uh, released the first kind of alpha version for public consumption on December 14th. Mm-hmm. And straight away, it was a pretty large uh, influx of users. I think I had 8,000 sessions on the first day and like 12,000 on the second. Oh And, wow. uh, and, and then it just kind of, it, it died down a little bit. It kind of went to a, a medium crawl. I think that I was getting like 1,000 to 2,000 sessions a day. And um, I, I just kind of worked on it, continually worked on it. I, I created a, we use Discord now, but at the time we were using a application called Gitter. Mm. Or Jitter, whatever, whatever. I don't know yeah, how to yeah. pronounce it. But yeah, it's basically chat for GitHub. So my, my kind of methodology behind it was, you know, because people were submitting bug reports and pull requests, and I was like, you know, I could use this as an opportunity to not only, you know, build something really awesome, Um, But there's tons of people checking the code, people that are way smarter than me. So I can learn from them by, uh, you know, seeing the issues that they experience or in the case of like a pull request, kind of seeing how they approach things. And what I ended up doing is finding kind of standout people within the community uh, that were, you know, at least to some extent, uh, contributing regularly, um, but were just very veteran very seasoned people or at the very least very intelligent that i can kind of surround myself with really smart people so that i like my ideas and stuff we could you know i I basically have someone kind of validating in a sense should i take things so Mm -hmm. yeah um i don't know if that exactly answers your question but
0: no it definitely does and now of course it's it's massive so you have an awful amount of pull requests and and questions uh, demanding your attention Sorry. Oh yeah we're... yeah how
1: how do you deal with that well um as it's grown it has become more difficult um one of the things that i have especially very recently with the finalization and release of version two was kind of find more people that are kind of interested in contributing a lot of people um, are actually really interested but they don't kind of know where to get started one of the things i'm a firm believer of in beautify is in terms of things that you can do in it is that it's such a um, vast ecosystem that there is professional, like some people, maybe they don't get a specific type of professional development during their work in the day. Mm. So what, what I try to do, and this is how I, I get people you know to be so consistent and, and, and help with the development is kind of put them in a role that allows them to um, advance themselves professionally where they otherwise would not have that ability at work, or or maybe they really wouldn't know how to do it um, on their own. Mm. And I just kind of started finding these little holes to to kind of put people in, like they could still do, like, for example, we have a core team, um, which is five members. We have a community manager, uh, Brandon Deo, um, and then we have uh, quite a few contributors. So what we end up breaking that up into is the core team is responsible for the general direction of the framework. Uh, potentially tackling some of the the hardest issues and as well each member kind of has a general subset of components or areas of the framework that they kind of maintain um, primarily and um, you know that's kind of the the top macro level is really kind of discussing uh, you know plans for the future things that we want to add some things that maybe we added that weren't good and uh, everything from how we deprecate stuff to working you know working with uh, larger projects to make sure that our changes are not destroying applications below that is the contributors and contributors are basically uh, they're just developers. They uh, provide pull requests to fix bugs. Maybe they'll do some triage on the, uh, the issue board, help out with issues uh, in our community. We have a you know, very large community. I think usually around 1100, to 1200 concurrent users. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the extent as far most of the people that I work with in regards to maintaining the ecosystem of beautify are in our community. And um, so, yeah, it's, you know, just a lot of work. I, I kind of say that nowadays I'm kind of the glue holding everything together because there are just there's so many things in the framework that even I find myself go into the documentation at times. Um, but yeah, I think that. Answers mm. it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um- so what's really interesting there is what you said about trying to give people who are contributing kind of professional development and, and helping them learn. Um, mm-hmm. which is fantastic because I think a lot of open source projects have a much more kind of intimidating stance where they want they want you to submit code only if you know what you're doing, right? They want it to be they're willing to help you out with with minor things, but on the whole, they want you to be an experienced developer in that area. So mm-hmm. like where Why do you have
1: that change in attitude? Where did that come from? Um, Probably just because I'm not familiar with open source, and it's kind of how I thought it would make sense, you know, progressing forward for for getting help. In fact, there's quite a few things that we do that other open source, but also component frameworks for all uh, JavaScript frameworks, Angular, React, um, Vue, that don't approach it. Well, They basically there's this kind of standard model for open source. And what I've gathered was someone creates some projects or a a very large successful project, um, and they use it as a platform to get hired at a good job. Mm. And kind of the way that I took at it was a little bit of the inverse in that I had a good job, um, but my goal was to work on this all day. And what ended up happening is October of 2017, I was able to um, quit my job and focus on Beautify full-time. And I think that's uh, you know, one of the reasons that we have been able to garner so many people because I'm dedicated on it full-time. Uh, we do weekly releases. So every Tuesday, there's bug releases coming out for not only the newest version, but we also have long term support um, for uh, our last minor of the last major. And it's a little bit shorter than um, maybe something you might experience on like Ubuntu, for example, because it's like 18 months, but it's realistically just me and a ragtag bunch of open source developers. (laughs) So it's kind of difficult to guarantee much past 12 months, especially when we kind of plan to have a 12 month major cycle. Um, But that is one of the things um, I offer support. So one of the things that um, is really, was really difficult for me as a new developer was when I kind of came to a situation that it didn't make sense and it was like a black hole. I couldn't find information on it. Uh, I, I couldn't get anything out of the repository for the plugin. I, I was just kind of lost. Yeah. And I, I, one of the things I did not want to happen with Beautify is... You know, people being able being stuck in a situation where they just it either it doesn't logically make sense and it's not working or they can't get help, for it. Um, especially within a business, you know, company setting, being able to not only talk with me directly, but to be able to get, you know, time for me per month for, you know, training or working through issues that you're having with the framework or integrations or anything like that um, kind of gives businesses a um, peace of mind knowing that no. you know, not only can they get help with it, but there also exists you know, public support. Basically, I think that that's created, along with you know, um, the various ecosystem things that we've added from the beautify loader, which automatically tree-shaped your application, mm. um, to uh, improving the documentation vastly over the previous versions. We're just uh, you know, trying to continue to always move things in a direction that's benefiting the user. Mm. Yeah. So um, I'd like to do some
0: random questions now, if that's okay. Cool. Um, so in your mind, what separates a good software engineer from a great software engineer?
1: <laughs> um, it's really simple. Um, never think that you're always right and utilize the people around you for support. Mm. The a, a big problem that I've seen, and I've worked with quite a few developers um, at various companies, uh, you know whenever i was helping out consulting with beautify is knowing that you are not always right and that to not portray it in such a manner to make people feel alienated um i, I think a really good developer and, and i would assume that we're you know probably describing maybe like a senior type developer someone that's in um a leadership position where sure. um, maybe they have a seniority and they kind of are stuck in their own ways and, and maybe don't want too much feedback um, I, I think that's probably the exact opposite of what defines a good developer. Um, just being open. Um, always accept whenever you're wrong and work harder than the next guy. That's pretty much it.
0: Awesome. What has impacted your workflow the most in the last few years? So it could be anything. It could be a tool or a technical trick or, or something mental,
1: it could be anything. Um, so there's a couple things. So I've kind of set up my workstation to be uh, very comfortable. Like I have a standing desk, so sometimes I can stand. So I kind of have improved my uh, my posture and um, not being stuck in the sitting position all day. So that's obviously helped me focus mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've really spent a lot of time on is configuring and setting up my development tools. I actually have a series that I've been... Um, Writing on Medium that I need to get back to now that version two is out, um, but it's kind of a it's called productivity in Vue, mm-hmm. and um, but basically it's trying to teach users or show users how they can be more productive. Um, and I've even extended that lately to um, there's a thing in Vue whenever you're using the new Vue CLI three, where you can kind of you can create an application and you can use a preset. Um, and you know I've been recently working on a beautify preset to be able to, um, you know, make for people that are just want to get an application, get up and going kind of the the boilerplate stuff you do every single time, kind of having that all set up with, you know, linting and everything's very opinionated. But um, the concept is just trying to make it as easy as possible. So I consume these tools, I I build these tools out of my necessity. And then I, you know, give them to open source, so people can utilize them if they want to. Um, So I, I think that really going through and configuring my different, uh, development tools, you know, from VS code to, um, like I have a, a ultra wide monitor, but I also have a side monitor, uh, mm. that makes it really easy. If you don't have two monitors as a developer, you're making it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say a combination of those is really what, um, has helped me and I just kind of continue to focus on them as, mm-hmm. um, Time goes on. I've changed keyboards. I've changed, you know, um, actually, I have a, I used to have a uh, gel wrist rest. And um, when I moved last year, I, uh, I, I kind of tweaked my finger whenever I was moving the boxes. And it, for about a month and a half months, it was kind of really hurting. I just, on a whim, I bought, uh, it's called like PC Master Race. They sell, they have like these wooden wrist rests. And um, that's actually what I use now. And it's been really great for, for any type of wrist pains that I particularly had. I actually didn't like it at first, and then I came back to it a little bit later on. So, yeah, I'd say those are probably some of the biggest you know, things that helped me.
0: So here's another random one. Um, do you have a favorite failure, um, perhaps one that led to later success?
1: Hmm. Um, I, I guess that would be at the job that I was at before I... Um, Well, while I created Vutify and before I quit for Vutify, kind of at the beginning of that job, I I was doing really well, but there was some feedback um, from the CEO saying that, uh, you know, I was really good, but only at, you know, using other people's tools, not necessarily creating my own. So that was kind of a, in a sense, I guess, a failure on my part to diversify how I was learning and, and stuff like that. And that's actually one of the things that pushed me to start building frameworks um, because I wanted to get better at it.
0: That's really interesting. And of course, Beautify was your,
1: you, you mentioned that you're basically your first open source project? Um, it was my second. Um, and okay. I, I, mean, I had a couple small ones that I had done with Laravel, but they, they mm. weren't like, people weren't using them. I was just kind of pushing them up to, to GitHub and they were open source people want to use them. But Beautify is technically my second. My first one uh, was called View Material and I think it got like 200 likes or something like that, or uh, uploads or whatever it's called, or starts. And uh, yeah, and then pretty much almost after that, I started working on Duetify.
0: Cool, so last question. Um, if you could give a message to every beginner developer, uh, what would that message be? Ooh,
1: beginning developer. Um, the biggest thing that I can say, which is why I love programming, is that you can kind of do it anywhere. It doesn't necessarily have a steep entry cost to just get a laptop and and start working on something. Being able to identify kind of the things that you want to work. Like, for example, if you're working in JavaScript, you're working in front end, well, you're probably going to need to pick a framework, right? React, Angular, Vue, something like that. Mm. Um, And just kind of try to find inspiration for things that you like to build because like, for example, I really love building dashboards, cruds. Mm. I don't know what it is about them. It's, <laughs> just, it's like my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, so whenever I was starting out, and even to this day, I just built a lot of dashboards, you know, that was kind of what I enjoyed. And it made the process of learning the code um, easier. So, you know, as a new developer, kind of building things that you're passionate about specifically is going to lead to better results than kind of thinking that you have to build a specific thing or go by, you know, a specific tutorial or something like that. Um, so th- that's a big one. And lastly, just work harder than everyone else. If you want to be successful, it's really easy to be, um, successful in programming to, to many degrees because it's one of the few professions that while it requires prior experience, you can get prior experience without having a job by you know mm. um, contributing to open source and things like that. Um. There's plenty of ways to do that. Not even just through like GitHub, like the was it Free Code Bootcamp or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, Free it's, Code Camp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there's tons of ways as a as a new developer that you can actually build experience so that you can get past that hurdle of oh well we want to have a you know entry level dev but they need to have you know two years of experience. So mm. um, I, I'd say those would be you know some of the the three biggest ones.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been really interesting. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So that wraps up this interview. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, or the platform of your choice. And I will see you next time.